Take time to listen and reflect on one of life's deepest guiding fundamentals, time, with time expert Eddie Harron. Eddie talks about how and why exploring time as a fundamental that underpins life has become his passion in his effort to impact humanity for good. He introduces the concept of time literacy, how we talk about time, and the words we use that reveal our core guiding beliefs regarding time that affect how we navigate life. He introduces terms such as time blindness, time sightedness and time health, as well as how there are many times at play through the Greek terms chronos, the objective time of the watch, and kairos, the subjective time, the moment or action. Eddie also puts forward how time can be perceived as a resource as well as a navigation tool. For all these terms and concepts that Eddie puts forwards, he discusses how they show up in life and they take effect. We also discuss the potential role and impact of focusing in on time and time literacy can play in anyone seeking personal transformation and breakthroughs and how you can bend time to access the wisdom of both your past and your future. This is a hugely thought-provoking conversation on a topic that we seldom take time to reflect upon. And yet it's so fundamental to everything we decide and do. So enjoy your time with Eddie. Hello and welcome back to WA Real. I'm your host, Bryn Edwards. Time, we never seem to have enough. But how do you value time? How do you perceive time? Have you ever considered your time literacy and how that affects your choices each day? These are some of the topics we're going to be delving into with my guest, Eddie Harron. Eddie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks for sharing the time. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Couldn't De- help that part. Uh, I'm so used to puns. I just, I just run with it now. Cool. So um, you originally came to Western Australia in was it August 2017. That's correct. You were born in Japan and raised in Port Douglas. Douglas. What brought you over here? Yeah, uh, a, a collection of different reasons. Um, the main reason is I came over here for a project, um, making a documentary about time. Yeah. So yeah, I flew over here for that, um, and I also the people I was collaborating with, and currently still collaborating with, live over here. So right. it was here for work, but also other personal reasons. Um, mm. Yeah, I came for that as well. And um, you know, when you grew, you obviously were pretty much raised in Queensland. Yep. As you grew up, how was Western Australia perceived? Far away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, far away. Um, it's funny people like especially like when Americans say oh it's so far away I mean really you're just sitting in a chair in the sky for a few more hours like yeah. like time perception wise yeah it's it's not that far away just add a few more hours so yeah um, yeah oh. but but there is this kind of distance that that I notice um, I guess because there's a big, huge physical distance, but because, maybe yeah. the East Coasters are in their like little bubble of the East Coast, yeah, and that the the West Coast is sort of you you don't take that into consideration, or something. yeah, we're yeah. just here, yeah, in a little enclave, yeah. And uh, what are some of the things you enjoy about living here? Um, I think the beautiful weather, that's definitely one of them. Um, I can't. I was living in Melbourne before this, so. right. I'd definitely become Melbourneized with the weather, yeah. Um, but yeah, coming here has been, you know, really nice. And um, I do, I do like the the more relaxed style of living. Yeah, I think I feel over here. Hmm. Um, Can you see stay, see yourself staying for a while? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, 
I do have itchy feet, yeah. always. Um, and I do like, and how realistic is it, this is, I'm not sure, but I like having bases everywhere. Yeah. Um, and this place feels like one of those bases to come in and out of. Um, but yeah, I just, I just have this yearning to uh, like operate more on a planetary scale. Right. Um, that I feel most comfortable when I'm traveling and seeing lots of cultures. And I haven't been able to do that fully the last 10 years. So that's kind of yeah, what I'm yearning for right, right now. Yeah. So as I said in the introduction, um, we're going to start talking about time. Yes. You've been focusing on time. Now that's on one level, that's quite an abstract concept. And I know that you've also done you know, like work with the Deloitte think tank and stuff. Where does the focusing and the attraction to abstract, abstract concepts, and we'll delve into time specifically in a minute, but where does the attraction for delving into abstract concepts come from in your journey? Um, I think uh, in my sort of being, I don't, I, let's see them as abstract concepts, right. but more as like fundamentals of the reality yeah and into in understanding a fundamental of reality you can see the rest of it in a new mm. way so whether that's space time i don't know like land or or any of these fundamentals and yeah they come across as abstract I yeah think. but when you dive into it, it you you find that it's connected with so many with everything so that whole like in in studying one thing you know all things yes um and that is one of one of the many reasons I think time interests me is because I like to understand the nature of the world and time is a is a a way to do that. Is that almost like a by studying time as a fundamental? It's almost taking the view, um, exploring towards almost like you know, solid truths. Yes, yeah, that's correct. That's correct. And mm. um, as someone who's really dedicated to making an impact in the world, I feel like being able to do that, it allows more nuanced ways of mm. making an impact or, or seeing yeah. uh, like problems that perhaps others might not see clearly. Yeah, um, I get that. Yeah. Um, is this something that's always been switched on in Eddie since he was a, a boy or has this come later on? Yeah, this is... this. Um, I guess it's a good time to give you maybe a bit of the origin story of, yeah. of how I got into this. So it started around four or five years ago. Um, and the initial yearning was I was just attracted to people who are dedicated to their passion or dedicated to their one thing and have their life mission and have that kind of clarity over like... Yeah. The one thing they're meant to do, and I, I was. What was it that drew you to that sort of? Ah, I don't know that kind of mastery or the that. Maybe it's because my Japanese background. I'm not sure, but mm. that the master who does one thing and does one thing elegantly, and through that one thing knows all things. You know, just right. that creative practice. Um, that just uh, th there was something that I found deeply alluring to that, because a lot of my early career. I, I also had this, like being interested in everything, bit of this, bit of this, bit of this. And that brings a certain joy because you get mm. to see a larger spectrum of the world. But, the, you know, I was searching for that. So um, 
whilst I was doing that, it, what what emerged was um, I ended up talking with a futurist friend of mine, and we ended up talking about for time for about four hours. We just sat there and talked about time. Um, and then out of that, we said, okay, let's do a time travel conference. And so we ran this little event. It was just a tiny little event from four to eight um, in the morning. And I did a talk. Um, and in planning the talk, I was like, oh, what am I going to do? So I decided to make a character called Dr. Time. And I wore this white wig and I just did this like beat poetry about time. Um, and that, that was the kind of seed where I ended up making a bit of a following around this character around Dr. Time. So I had a Twitter account and that, that kind of kicked it all off yeah. for me. Um, yeah. Mm. Um, and Is there almost like a, a light bulb moment that, oh, wow, time, this could be the thing that I am. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that. That's what the fire was stoked. It was like, oh wow, this is this is something that takes a lifetime to understand. Yeah, and even even then, that might not be enough. But I'm fascinated and excited to like lean into that mystery and that yeah. never-ending pool of knowledge in a way that like satisfies the scholar artist in me, but also. Um, it will allow me in time to give to humanity and serve humanity in a really rich, richer way, I think. Yeah. Um, so what were some of the initial sort of thought points, concepts that got you fired up? Um, good question. Probably that, um, like how you relate to time is how you sort of see the world or how mm. you experience the world, um, especially through like, you know, time is this formless entity, but yes. it's a formless entity that weaves itself through all forms. Yes. Right. And one of the ways we do, we, we connect with the formless time is we use language. Yes. Right. Language is the way humans make sense of the world. So I was always sort of, I became aware of, and I probably was always aware of this, but, but how people, how they describe their time, how they creates how they experience it. Yeah. So like a classic one in this day and age is everyone, I'm wasting time. Yes. You know, but that's, don't waste my time. Don't waste my time. But that treats time, if we look under the surface, as like a resource or like a block a, uh, or a unit. Like it's like, that's, mm. that it just changes. If you see time as this like resource that is diminishing, like can't get it again. That, that I feel like it, it, it creates this underlying sense of anxiety about time yes and and probably yeah. that transfers into your being yeah it transforms and it like in subtle ways transform to all aspects of your life you know so let's be aware of that and like okay let's do psychic good <laughs> like psychological surgery almost yeah. by looking at our relationship with that word mm. you know um and yeah so for me it's just being aware of like yeah i sometimes my time isn't aligned I mean, I prefer using what language mean, around. What do you mean your time isn't aligned? Like how I want to use my time and how I'm actually using my time are not sort of connect or like mm. not as yet integrated. Yes. You know, which, so when I feel like I'm wasting time, I'm like, oh, okay, that's, that's the invitation is to get clarity around, you know, this is, this is the style of time that brings me the most joy. Yes. So how can I continue to, 
figure out how to move closer to that. And do more of yeah. that. Yeah. So is this what you refer, uh, I, I found it interesting what you were just saying a minute ago about how people talk about time. Is this what you refer to as time literacy? Yeah, yeah, I'd say that's one piece of it. But yeah, mm. being aware of the, the relationship between language and time yeah. um, is, is an essential sort of part of that time literacy. Not just for yourself, but understanding like how people describe time in the world. Like, you know, I even notice it now when I saw this OPSM ad and it's just like, time is running out. You know, and whoa, anxiety. Yeah, it just like pisses me off. You know, and that kind of thing. Like, why does it piss you off? Because it's just like it's playing with that angst that we all have. Like, I'm running out of time. You Mm. know, and it's just using that angst to to sell us something. Yes, it's just like ah, I just get annoyed when (laughs) I see ads that that play on those like deep subconscious. Um, things that are within us mm. and so I guess the question that pops up for me listening to that then is what is a more I'm not going to say right what is a more productive and healthier way of viewing time good question good question um, because I agree entirely with you that you know I've, I've had the issue of self-talk turn up on on the podcast a lot and you know i have this little saying you know we define ourselves by the stories we tell ourselves yeah and if we're telling self a story all the time about time then yeah but based on what you're saying that it's a it's one of the fundamentals and and i like that it's one of the sort of fundamentals of life if it's sitting that deep in the fabric of how we navigate time and space yeah exactly there you go then how we talk about it probably belies our deepest beliefs around it yes and therefore gives us an idea um like a a route back to what we actually believe about time yeah yeah so then now we can ask ourselves this question and time is just just a word yeah you know like on some level it isn't even about time it's about like how we function as beings and how do we get clear on that and see it so that we can kind of change it you know you need to see what's going on in order to Mm. turn it into a new thing right yeah so um so yeah so i guess the question as i said was what's a more productive way of viewing time um one of the I guess invitations that I um, sometimes use and I think it's directly relevant to what you just asked is um, stop thinking about time as a singular thing and thinking of it as there are many times. There are many times at play all around us all the time. Think of it as like this system, complex system of time that is going everywhere. So let's just take where we are at right now. right? Um, you exist in a certain, let's say, timeline, yep. a certain age, you know, you, you have, it brings a certain, like, uh, sense of time with you. I'm of a certain age, which brings a certain sense of time. We live in Perth. How long has Perth been around for? That has a certain sense of time. Like everything, just think of everything that has a certain timeline, mm. and we're interacting with those 
timelines yeah. right now. So I think just seeing the awe and how rich the layers of time are weaving our ordinary reality, I think, and seeing the times at play yes. is a really... Uh, you know, they talk about with kids, it's important to um, like nurture their sense of awe bef yep. before you show them the chaos of the world. Yes. I've heard people talk about it. And I, I feel like sometimes that is useful, that kind of way of thinking so for that time. So meaning these different timelines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like just how rich it is, how it affects our perception, language, being, culture, everything. Like it's yes. just, and, and, and that's why I love it. Like I, I'm never going to know enough about time. <laughs> like there's more I will yeah. leave this life not knowing. Anyway, what I'm saying is, let me get to the nugget is, yeah, seeing the, seeing the times more richly, I think is a beginning step in like, getting out of the black and white one dimensional even though time is four dimensional yeah like a yeah a black and white version of time when really it's a kaleidoscope of color yes mm -hmm. and i liked what you said earlier on in terms of time is just a word you know we perceive time so differently you can be you can be sitting there you know you, many of us remember as kids sitting in a school lesson and time just seemed to drag on forever and yet there are times when you can sit there and you can be you know as we call the float and you're completely engaged and just time will stand still and, it, and it's gone in no time and then and then yeah we can have these oh my god it was christmas just a few minutes ago well it, it was because we're in january but you know last christmas oh my god it was just felt like a few minutes ago it's yeah. gone in no time yeah um, I read a very interesting book a long time ago. I can't remember who it's by, but it's sort of on a psychological level made a link between the newness of the things we introduce ourselves to, mm. and therefore we're introducing new packets of information. And the more new packets of information, the more time seems to slow down somewhat, mm. as opposed to not bringing newness in, so you're running on patterns and behaviors that are well ingrained and then things just seem to go on autopilot yeah yeah i've i refer to that phenomenon as time blindness right where you do the same stuff you don't add novelty and it creates this sort of mm. same day same week so you can become blind to times unfolding yes whereas if you add novelty add richness just time feels like we, we I think a lot of people can relate to that right mm. like you when you go traveling it's just there's all this oh, newness, yeah. newness, so time feels like animated yeah rich and so days are packed and you yeah 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 yeah. And... yeah yeah you're not blind to time like every day is potent yes um yeah and that that yeah what you yeah Time blindness. Yeah. Time blindness. Are there any other key terms that you've got? So we've got I've time got, blindness. Yeah, time blindness. Go on, run us through some. Okay. Because uh, I think... In, I, I like, like making up these words. And yeah. One of my missions in my work is is to, like, one, create a safe space, safe space for people to talk about time, but 
also try to simplify a lot of the complexity around time. So yeah. I talk to a lot of like time academics and like artists who do stuff with time, like a whole spectrum. And um, like I really, yeah. time academics, sometimes it's hard to understand what the hell they're saying. But like I, I've always felt like my role is to take time, put it into ways that normal humans can kind of like bank yeah. so that they can you know use it use practically it. and simple day. words like time blindness i feel yeah. like people yeah can kind of get it right yeah, and we just describe the concept yeah, that's cool. and there's like lots of science around yeah, time yeah, perception yeah. and like this. sometimes we don't need the science I mean, I know, exactly so you know subjectively experienced exactly we all know you know exactly. everybody remembers time being at school being bored yeah everybody's read a book and and like time stood still yeah everyone remembers a time where it's like fuck something happened just yeah. the other day oh no it was actually six months ago yeah. wow where did all that go yeah yeah and everyone is experiencing time richly and in a unique way mm-hmm. right and in all of us sharing our unique experience in time we can all add to this pool of knowledge around time yeah yeah so what other what other okay it's time chuck, chuck a few out okay uh time sight is is time sight yeah so in the same way with time blindness is it's sort of the opposite being able to see time more richly yes um and so that's like a practice i've been doing for a while which i still need to document and like build out a kind of curriculum and i just so time sight is basically the ability to see time and create more healthier time for yourself right um it's sort of it pulls a lot from time psychology research Mm -hmm. and the the sort of fundamental of time psychology is basically that humans have a relationship with future, present, past. Yes. Right. And it's about developing healthy past, healthy present, healthy future. Mm. Some cultures, some people have a like a bias towards another. So let's look at, let's say American culture, very future. You yes. Know, dreams, goals, like next, 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 you know, where... Um, a lot of cultures towards the, and the research mm. says this that the closer you are to the equator, the more present orientated you are. Oh wow! Yeah. So like because of the weather and a yeah. whole host of reasons, and then past orientated. Sometimes people talk about like Asian cultures, especially like Japan mm. has past orientated. Um, there's traditional. the traditional like history, you know. So um, being able to see past, present, and future. Yes. I mean, I'm talking time side on a personal level. And this is time-sightedness. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. understanding that there's a past, there's a present and future. Yeah. And you have to, like, kind of continue... Have a relationship with all three. Yeah, and, and making them richer and richer and richer. So that's something yeah. I've been... Because a dysfunctional relationship with that. Yeah, dysfunctional. Or non-functional is, you know, with the past is depression and the future is anxiety. Anxiety, yeah. So you can have, like, be really present-orientated, but if you haven't sorted out your shit, you know, in your past... Or if there's some yeah. thing, then that's going to affect your present. That's going to affect your future. Yeah. Right. So, um, so that's on a personal level. But time side all, all can also be used on a yeah. like societal or cultural level. Yeah. So, just to see time in play. So let's say um, a lot of times are in conflict on a systematic level. So let's say the political system. Yes. Political system operates on like three, four year cycles. Yeah. Right, sometimes, right, and that. And there's parties like kind of on Prime conflict in the three, four year cycle. But on the planetary level, it operates on deep time. Planet yeah. doesn't give a shit about like political cycles, but that's yeah. how like 
And uh, yeah, you know, and even in between the two, on a human cycle, you know, things that we and I've often thought this is that um, you know, the answers to some of the questions, you know, we need to put things in place now, and they'll bear the fruit in ten, fifteen years time. Yes, you know, there's that thing about the best time to plant a tree was twenty years ago. The yeah. second best time to plant a tree is today. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a, for me, that's having healthy future orientation. Yeah. In in your way of viewing the world. Yes. Like and and pragmatically. Pragmatically and really going. Yeah. Okay, my kids, my ancestors. Like we have a role. We yeah. will be ancestors. You know, to a future generation. What can we do in the present that will support um, people we will never know? Yeah. You know, because you know I. Yeah. it's funny we're talking about this now because I do these stuff I do these things now and again like I'll do something like, let's just say for instance you know I get up early and I like to go and exercise so I'll um, I'll leave all my kit out in the morning because I know I'm just a little bit sleepy and I need to wake up da, da, da. and often when like my fiance I sort of said what are you doing so I just put my kit out I said uh, I'm doing this now because future Bruin's going to love me right now mm. and then you wake up in the morning and it's all just there waiting for you and you're like God damn, I love Pasprin. Yeah, he was a legend last night. Mm. You know, and, and and having that love, yeah, for future Brin and Pasprin. Beautiful, 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 and and that tap taps into um, like behavior chain habit habits mm. psychology, where they talk about like you have to hack your environment, not hack yourself. Yes. So by putting your stuff. For a future environment in front of you, yeah, you made it easy for a healthier present to yeah. unfold. Yeah, and it took minutes. It took minutes, and yeah. I, and I felt good about it. And you felt good about it, right? And you added because I've left a little treat for myself. You left your treat, and you you created a path for a healthier time in the future, like yeah, that's it's like a new level. Actually, it's fascinating just talking about this because normally you know someone would say, "Oh, I was just being prepared. I was just planning ahead," but is it? You know, we can all plan ahead, but then we can actually constructively do things which will start to pay dividends. Yep. yep. And I suppose this is where you get back to the whole thing around, um, you know, even going to the gym. You know, you pay off some minimal yep. in the first week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. You know, but then after a period of time, like, oh, wow, I've been doing this for six, eight, 10, 12, 14 weeks. And now, whoa, look at this. Yep. And you get the feedback. And the, you know, the delayed gratification, which we are struggling with. Now. Yes, yes, yes. And that's, that's, everything has a certain unfolding of time where the, the ultimate impact of time on your present mm. varies. So like what you're saying before about you do exercise, like for the first six weeks, you might not notice the, the change of your whole being yeah. in time, but eventually it will come back, you know? Yes. Or meditation or investing yeah, or normal. everything, you know? Meditation for me has definitely been one of those mm. those things. So have you got any other... Um, words? Words. Um, I'm going to keep going on this. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm loving it. Yeah. Um, so many. Um, okay, so I mentioned time blindness, time sight. There is not one time, there are many times. Yes. That's a key one, as I introduce mentioned. Introduce that. Introduce that. Um, probably useful uh, metaphor that um, I bring up, and all time 
um, researchers use this in their often in their like intro talks and I'm sometimes a bit hesitant to use it but it serves a purpose so in um, ancient Greece they had two terms for time chronos and kairos so chronos means time of the clock yep you know tick tock tick tock yep. kairos means time of the moment or the opportune time it's more like the we're not you and me we're not going oh it's a magnificent 10 24 right now no no this time is you know really rich we're listening to each other like so you could say one is the quantitative time one is the qualitative time wow yeah you know like we can't measure this time but we can we can feel it and that was you know? chronos and kairos kairos yeah so it's just a little interesting you know you, you can make turn things into two things <laughs> in mm. order to see the one thing Yes, if that makes sense, you know. Yes, same yeah. Eskimos have what thirty set, yeah, yeah. Thirty ways yeah. to describe it. Yeah. So I've got this other thing I've been building. It's called the meta patterns of time. Okay. So I'm trying to create like a huge codex of all the ways people um, think about time and, and how we use different. So the clock is a way we inter in, interact with time. Or, yes like language or metaphor or yeah. calendars. Like there's all these. Uh, constructs and objects we use it's like a language to interact with time and so i've been sort of trying to develop that yeah so there's a like a, a map for people to relate it's, to time. yeah it's, it's interesting listening to you as well because i've just thought about how not only do we see you know potentially we get preyed on like you said fear wise in terms of time as a finite resource but we also use time as a navigation tool yes yes so by the very nature you know wearing a watch right now <clears throat> and I remember being in South America many many years ago and I was held up at gun and knife point had things taken off me and one of the other things was my watch and so all of a sudden I went through this amazing sense of um, anxiety because <clears throat> you know, I'd, I'd grown up in a very uh, formulaic timetable boarding school and now all of a sudden me too man me too <laughs> and um, all of a sudden now my, my timepiece I'm middle of nowhere other side of the world my timepiece has been stolen and it's like whoa how am I going to know when to do this and what to do this and what to do that I had to really seriously chill out with it mm. and one of the things I one of the little um, things I learned to do was A I referred to as steal time by looking at someone else's watch when they weren't looking great kind of love that it was kind of, a, kind of a cheeky little game I played with myself um, and then the other one was at that point I managed to develop the capability of being able to take for instance sit there on my bed before I went to sleep and I right I'm going to wake up at 5.45 to catch the bus go to sleep wake up 5.45 done see that's time sight that's chirotic time sight you didn't have the chronos mm. so you could nurture this this particular kairos in it and it like was, spidey sense that's that's how I'm hearing it I was yeah. so precise yeah now I'm not going to sit here and tell you all the listeners that I've got that I think, I, I think I've anxietyed my way out of it yeah um, but I'm trying to work out what are the steps I can take to go and rebuild that mm. well I, I guess the simplest is just con consciously you know taking a break from Kronos yes on the weekends or yes I did this I actually did this recently is I, I did a bit of a like a kind of personal retreat um, the last three weeks. I went out to a friend's farm and did all these ceremonial practices. And anyway, um, I needed to use my phone 
to play certain music or to write certain things. But on the phone, you have the the clock, yeah. right? As soon as you open it, or the clock up the top. Very much top. And I was like, ah, oh, that's so annoying. Like, I don't want that Chronos feedback loop. Yeah. That that will taint my sense of time. But yes. I still need my phone because I want to write and play music. So I just cut some duct tape. Because like, <laughs> <laughs> you can't take it off, right? No, you, actually you can't. You can't. And so I was like, oh, that's interesting. Everyone has a phone. Everyone's looking at their Chronos. Hmm, how's that affecting our time? If we can pick up and see the clock every 10th. Because how many times do we pick up our phone a day? Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah. I don't know what the stat shit is, times. but it's shit times, right? Yeah. So, um, why was I telling you that? Um, yeah, I, I guess what, so based on what you just described and what I kind of, I was just trying to come to, I think there's nuances in how you can use Kronos and Kairos in like a kind of Jedi way. So, yeah, like I you know, some people are really good with calendars. They got like systems set up like in their Google calendar, but mm. my dad's crap at that, you know? So I think digital is a core part of time now and how we yeah. use time. So, and I, wait, I must say, I haven't mastered this either. This is an ongoing. Yeah, yeah. You know, no one. <laughs> you know, sitting here like a Jedi. No, 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 no. Like, it's a lifetime journey. I think yeah. I I've, I, get the map, but yeah, you know, to walk the map and embody it is like a whole nother thing. But I think it's the very nature that you're focusing on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I just, yeah, I did this. Um, so as, as part of my, my new practice, um I I am trying to go out into the night more more. Mm-hmm. Um and so I spent New Year's Day uh, New Year's morning, twelve o'clock and I and I turned off my phone. So I didn't know when the twelve click click clicked, clicked over and I just sat in the darkness all night. And I had this like sort of realization that mm. sounds so simple, but like half the world is dark like there's this whole reality of darkness of the night that we're often inside our houses yep it's just like it's like another dimension of reality and i was like holy shit Hmm. i've got to spend more time in the dark Hmm. like it's just that's like a half the chunk of space-time reality and if i'm not developing a place and connecting with time in the darkness like what what yeah. sense of time am I missing out on? Like, just sort of mm. yeah. Because yeah. we've got the sun during the day, day, but then at night, you know, the light pollution is light pollution. Like we all sitting in our phones. Like no, no, no. We're meant to be out in the dark. Yeah, you know? um, not all the you know. So yeah, I know we're very fortunate though here in Western Australia that it doesn't take far to go exactly, away exactly, exactly. That's why we're lucky. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess I want to overlay, and this is probably, I don't know, as a listener and you might be like mm. hearing is, um, I just continue to find little discoveries yeah. about nuanced layers of time and how like different elements of, of what time sight can be or what time literacy or how you can connect with time in mm. little deeper ways. Um, and it's usually just right in front of us, right? It's not yeah. like a far away thing. It's just sort of... You just got to contemplate it, and eventually the the next layer of how you connect with time will just yeah, just appear. And peels. Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons why I was really keen to have this chat because, on one level, I know you act as a conduit between artists and 
hardcore academics. And that's all very well and good, but what's not helpful and practical to us on an everyday level is someone to be sitting here and just going, about, well, we have done this experiment and we have done da 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 da. It's like, how can you play with this during our everyday? What's the literacy? So we can start to just, you know, already we've got time blindness, time sight in this. Yeah. And what was the other one? Uh, there are many times, not the yeah, time. Yeah, many times. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is, yeah, basic, basic words that are yes. the in, in, invocation invocation oh, yeah they're entry points they're yes. gateway points you know but we can all tinker and play with them we can all tinker and play with and and look you know what everyone's experience of time is unique and um how you figure out your own time is different for everyone so like yeah <laughs> never let anyone tell you like this is how you should be using your time indeed like it's your time so you're unique you know Everyone your experience. Has, your experience, like how I relate to time, is different to yours. So yeah. I say all this stuff, but like I'm figuring it out in your own, in my own way, as everyone should be. You know, indeed, because yeah. going back to it is a subjective yeah. experience. Exactly, exactly. One of the things I found interesting, um, I did an NLP practitioner course several years ago. Yeah, wow. And one of the first things we did, we did sort of like this timeline therapy. Oh, and then one it. of the things that was really interesting is, is you get someone to Know, sit quietly, close their eyes, and then start to picture you know the future, present, and past, and then you do. And then first thing you're asked is is okay. So where does the timeline run? Does it run from behind you, through you, and going forwards? And that's being very much in time, as it's referred to, or is it a line that stands in front of you, running from the left to the right? In which case you're considered a through time person now an in time person tends to be because they are in it they tend to be more present yeah. tend to be more creative they um more in the flow whereas somebody who sees a timeline running in front of them tends to be more planning orientated they can separate their emotions from events and and they they really go hard on the value of time yeah and and just that alone and and it doesn't necessarily mean that you're fixed that way. Uh, it's just that's your default. And by visualizing yourself stepping onto or into your time, you can swap or you can step off your timeline. Yes. And, and part of that, doing that timeline therapy, which is super deep, if you get the opportunity to do Oh, it. man. Yes. Now yeah, I'm yeah, definitely yeah. going to have to do that. Yeah. It's, it's super deep. And, I, you know, it was to do it and, and receive it, to actually step onto your timeline and then physically walk back walk back and then stop when you feel these things come up it's super strong mm, mm. Um, maybe I could tell you something in relation to that my like a time site timeline thing that has emerged for me that maybe the viewers might find interesting yeah so um, uh, okay so in our western world we see time as a line yeah like timeline that's the mm -hmm. predominant thing but in some cultures, they seem time as cycle, you know, as a cycle. Or there are many different, I guess, shapes of time. Yes, you could call it. And something that's been going on for me behind the scenes, and I haven't really talked about it too much because it feels a little bit wacky, I guess. But um, my whole sense of time is just merging where past, present, and future is just this one flow of like a spiral. And I'm noticing now how like just 
so hard to sometimes words don't do it justice but like mm. noticing how something from the past some seed in the past is emerging in the present and something i'm doing will create the future conditions is creating conditions for the future and that future is like it's like this whirling mass of time that's sort of yeah. flowing in and out and um yeah i've just i've had these moments where like holy shit you sort of in just being aware of that you can kind of bend time a little bit mm. what do you mean by bend time? i don't know how to explain it but just being aware that certain seeds from your past are affecting your present uh, i don't even know how to put into words but it's is it similar to what we're talking about i, th I think it's similar to what that that's why i wanted to bring it it's similar to what you're talking about um ah, oh, it's so hard to put into words it's just it just kind of feels like this like richer experience of of reality when you when you for me now that i've like kind of decoupled myself from the linear mm. past is behind future is in front right more like future is in front oh. past is in front as well yes. future is behind and back present is now it's also future oh, it's also past you know what I mean so by the very nature that a seed has been planted in the past it's the future yeah yeah like let's take our you know thing yeah like just Kate mentioned you to me and now over time like here we are in the present from a seed of the past you know and it kind of like unfolded and yeah yeah this is this is the power of language language can capture so many things but all, and so yeah like it can capture things but it also can't capture many things yeah and um like yeah well how much of language is actually captured in time or yeah, yeah. that's why i find like drawings is a better way sometimes of, yeah of sketching out like how time sort of functions um there's this designer, like a time designer, I talk to online, and really smart guy, but and he writes these posts that really provoke me um, and really excite me. But he Who, talks about uh, his name is, you know, sometimes you don't know people's names, you only know <laughs> by your Twitter tag. But he he has this thing of like, in the same way that we used to think the world was flat, and then we realized the world is globular like that same thing could happen with time like we see time as a linear thing mm. as like this sort of one layer but there's actually many layers and it can have that same transformative experience in the way that when the flat flat earthers discovered that space was you know multi-dimensional and stuff mm. and so that's that's something that i've been yes thinking about that if that if there's even the slither of a chance of that being a reality, yeah. then what does that new what reality that look like? Yeah. 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 And I'm fast getting to the a few nowadays that if you have a question, then there's an answer on the other side. Yes. 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 It's just waiting for the time to flow enough for that, mm. for that question to be unlocked into a next form. Hmm. You know, Hmm. Um, yeah. So, if we look at, because um, you said you want to impact humanity 
with this research, how do you see it having an impact? What's the sort of impact you want to have? Another great question. Um, I suppose it's um, giving people just a way of seeing the world that can liberate them, I guess. Um, liberate them from? From the matrix, or, yeah. you know, um, and allow them to, I guess, yeah, solve solve challenges with this time perspective i guess you know so um like there's this whole field a whole body of work around time mm -hmm. i feel like i'm a little part of that that is meant to, like showing people how rich that is <laughs> and i'm doing it more through like an artistic kind of looking more at the, from like a human's sort of centric yeah. view but there's many ways and many different ways people should be engaging with this this field, I think. Yes. Um, I don't know if that answers your question. Um, hmm. I guess it's kind of... You know, I'm still, I'm still trying to... I'm still kind of thinking about that, actually. Yeah. I guess it's kind of how... Where can it practically be applied? And yeah. Like I mean, one of the biggest things that comes up for me is... Um, like with coaching and any sort of transformation by actually starting to take responsibility and almost control of how we choose to believe about how we perceive time. Yeah. Choose those words very carefully. Um, by doing some work with somebody at that level, you can create a huge amount of transformation. Huge amount. You can go back and look at things differently. You can shape things differently. You can realize that there there were actually seeds that you were treading over in the past, which you can now yeah. pull up. Yeah, and, and in my sketching last two weeks, doing some, I drew this um, this. So it was, it was my birthday a few days ago, and um, I, I, anyway, I drew this picture of an oak tree, right? Oh, but inside an oak tree to represent my past and all the rings. Yeah. Of my past. And I kind of went, I'm going to choose to look for the health and look for the richness in my past. Because mm. sometimes I do have a sense of regret or like existential yeah. angst. Like, did I use my past properly? Da, 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 da. And I was like, no, no, no. If past is a perspective, right? And is a past is a place within that you can unlock. Yes. Um, just by doing that, I noticed... I was relishing certain memories and noticing them more. Yes. Like rather than being blind to the past. No, no. You've lived a rich life. Shut the fuck up. Like, you know. Yeah. Stand straight and go, look, yeah, some things have been hard, but yeah. I've had a rich life. Don't stop. Deny. Like. Yeah. Um, I guess you're out by even acknowledging that and admitting that to yourself you're opening up the gateway for all these great experiences yeah. to bubble up and serve you yeah 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 and the seeds from the past are more likely to merge in your present and your future yeah. you know um, there's also to, something to be said about like mourning some things in your past too yeah like I had a the passing of yeah the passing of and um, I had a realisation um, about 10 days ago actually uh, and it was it was a little bit traumatic, kind of. 
Um, but I realized I hadn't been listening to my heart fully for the last 10 years. Hmm. Um, but I don't think that re revelation would have come into being hadn't I developed some sense of peace with my past. Yes. That I could, that my, my inner radar could see, like, we all sort of have in us a life that's unlived. Yes. Yet to be fully lived, actually. Yeah. So it's, I think it's important to know the the truths of your past. Yeah. yeah. So what I guess what what I'm saying is, and to weave into something we said earlier, like just past, present, and future is a relationship. Yes. And it's a practice, but continue to evoke and 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 gather the wisdom from mm. it. You know. Um, yeah. I guess, yeah. Um, a lot of it, I see a lot of this, um, a lot of how you view your time and the seeds in the past or or the weeds in the past um, coming back to your belief structure. Yes. And therefore, if you ask yourself about your past, if you are, if you're painting quite a negative picture, then you're doing that to serve a purpose, serve a purpose of, keeping a belief in play which on one level you want to keep in play yeah um, but if it's not serving you if you're not reaping all the seeds that are put, left in the past then maybe it's time to get a bit curious about that belief yes exactly because it's exactly. not opening up the store of greatness that's in yeah. your past yeah and the seeds of a of a, a, pr a plant that wants to sort of sprout into something mm. beautiful so um yeah i've um i i guess i mean i i i looked at this slightly differently but through the lens of what we're talking about here and time and people's time perception i went on on a small little sort of started a time adventure myself by you know i do the podcasts and you know, we're at nearly 80 episodes and I think well nearly done. every ep nearly every person who's turned up believes that they are in the middle part of their life and they have lots of life left and and so yeah they're talking about where they've come from where they're going and I do always ask them you know where do you see yourself going in the next three to five years so we sort of complete a little bit of the timeline but what I've started to do um outside of the podcast utilizing Sort of the skills that I've developed from it has started to do legacy interviews with people who are terminally ill. So, so they are much longer. Um, they're not broadcast, you know, they're not published. They're very much for the individual and the family and what have you. And we go through the life journey. We look at the nuggets of gold along the way and what have you. Now, it's a different level of interview with somebody who knows that their time is so nearly good. up so good and the, the the nuggets of learning that you gain from that for yourself let alone the service of connect actually connecting the person who's usually in quite a dark spot connecting them with some of the really fun and enabled points of their life brings out a complete change in their demeanor plus you've had this conversation that's captured that you then can leave for kids sisters brothers parents whoever the whole family and friends to enjoy for many years to come 
and continue to listen to and find new nuggets of gold in there long after the the emotion has subsided of the passing um so good so good but again it's because the i guess the residual time perception of the guest in that place is different to the one I have here in the podcast yeah 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 having the whole time the perspective of time when you're in its rapids or in the flow of it Mm. and then the perspective of time when you're on that deathbed perspective where the future is short but the past is deep yes whereas in sort of like you said people you talk to like past and future is still um rich with possibility yeah like definitely it's in the middle of the rapids in the middle of the forest completely Mm. completely that whole deathbed perspective like or legacy and yeah how do we um I saw this documentary on Vice uh, once. I think it's cool. It's it's an oldie, but this correspondence goes to Korea and um, interviews this guy who does death meditation um, exercises or a program. Yeah. And he gets people to like write their eulogy and write their legacy statement. And then it's a full on thing. And then they go up to the cemetery. They put them in a box in a coffin and it goes down to the ground and they sit there for 30 minutes in a box in the ground yeah which is so hardcore I don't know if I could do that but yeah I think that my allurement to that story is I think something what you you just pointed out to with the legacy thing like what would happen to our own time if we could access that legacy perspective Mm. like now Yes. You know, how would that change our time? You know, I am. Yeah, like. I think it was Jim Carrey that said, all that will be left was the quiet voices in your heart. Yeah. Like, that's all we left. So I'm going, okay, cool. If that's the ultimate, um, what I'm going to die with, Mm. all that will be left in my heart. Okay, how do I. How do I follow that because that's all i'm gonna feel that that because that's the only thing i'll remember when i die okay that's so what did i do just then that was projecting a future orientation of a a future of Mm. how i will look at the past yeah so how do i tap into that Mm. to to inform how i act in the present and how i will shape the future yeah 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 so well a really interesting question sort of popped up in a podcast a couple of months ago. It, it was with a lady called Danielle Kettlewell. Yeah. Who's a, an Olympic synchronized swimmer. And, and towards the end of the, the, the podcast conversation, I was asking, you know, where do you see yourself in three to five years? And she was like, oh, maybe this, maybe that. I'm not quite sure. Da, 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 da. And out of nowhere, I just, I, I sort of said, well, what, what is the, what is the Danielle who's in the place where you think you might want to be? in five years time telling you to do now to get there beautiful beautiful that's beautiful to me that's great time sight that's yeah. that's fantastic time sight it's just taking the different perspective yeah. to 
Because sometimes I feel like that three to five year question, it's like your present looking onto the future yeah. rather than just tweaking the perspectives to unlock the 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 potentiality within yeah. that exists beyond time. Uh, past present and future yeah it's it's to me it's fi- find the point in the future that you would actually like to be in yes and then and then go there yes and then look back and say hey Britain, do these three things yep and and, and it will be all five things or whatever yeah and and all of a sudden you do so here's the challenge you do that more and more and more then you no longer need, you know, any sort of external guru or... Yeah, and you can radically or follow that. You know, you just have to trust that. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just... Um, yeah, I just... Again, I'm I'm bringing up this recent thing because it's it's just at the forefront of my mind. This like retreat thing I did, but um, it was a vision quest. Was it? It's like a vision quest slash yeah. like a mini vision quest. Yeah. So this actually the the retreat I went to um, was run by this organization called Animus Valley Institute, and yeah. they do vision quests like nature based um, intensives, I guess. So I did a mini one and came out of that equipped with a lot of tools of how to kind of um you know um hack yourself or like yeah. get your psyche moving or yeah um anyway so the last week and a half i just did this realization that i have been following my heart and connected with this one heart thing that i wanted um that i knew my future self wanted yes and all i have to do is like although i can't feel that intensity of that heart like right now, I just have to follow that thing. I can d- default to that. Yeah. And like there's something mysteriously exciting about following something you know is in your heart mm-hmm. that will unlock something else. Like just follow the heart and it yeah. might lead you in a completely different direction. Yeah. But why I think that's important is because we are inundated with information and thinking. Someone's pitching you this, this. Everyone's selling you products, right? Like... You know, you don't do goal setting enough. Here's a $49 membership package. Like, just... Yeah. Yeah. I I sometimes wonder lately how all that information has, like, drowned out what this fundamental heart Mm. longing that I've wanted. Yeah. I just have to follow that. And the role it's played on our perception of time. Yeah. 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 So... Yeah. I mean, again, the, the, just having this conversation is like the, the, the power of having a conversation yeah. about time. Like it, it, it brings up tangents, Yeah, which is the, the point of it, really. Indeed. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to have <laughs> yeah. a conversation. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, the other thing I wanted to bring up is we've, we've been really talking about time sight from an individual perspective which is like yeah. probably where my heart is but um, there's a whole I came across these design informatics guys from the University of Edinburgh and they they've been kind of exploring this field of temporal design um, so we have like you know 
we have object design we have service design but like how do you design time how do you design it in the way we live in our organizations you know um and so that i feel like that's more that that wow. ap- application version of times like um okay so let's let's take an organization or like let's let's look at the organization and look at all the times are at play yeah like let's look at this system of time okay the partners have been here for this long how long is the organization what's its work week like like just get just look yeah. at the x-ray of all the layers of time and uh, the, just look at it that's yes. all you have to do and then see how there's tensions or um synchronization between different times like millennials have a different sense of time like they they don't stay at organizations as longer as previous generations right yeah so that creates a certain time thing yeah so i'm you know that's that's temporal design just on like a management consultant level Mm. which you know deloitte i had to like i was part of that world a little bit yeah um so yeah like I'm, i'm i'm still deepening into that world but there's this i think there's this whole latent potential of how we can consciously create health in time Hmm. in organizations and how we design systems and yeah government governments like everything you know it's environmental like i i think it's a well it's a time crisis at at, at, one level yeah of course yeah because we we can't because of the nature of the human mind it's hard for us to fully empathize with deep time like we can't we understand it intellectually but we can't fully grasp it and Mm. You know, we just, one of the limitations of humans is like, we only exist for a certain amount of time. Yeah. You know. But so even our time cycle. Yeah. It's life like, cycle. Th- there's just limitations. We can't, we won't exist in the 150 years. We'll be gone. Yeah. But the planet will still be around for us. Yes. You know, so how do we design for that? How do we, um, you know, and I think what you, the, your legacy project that's an mm. example of like interesting temporal design. Yes. How I would view it, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that's that's a kind of um, offering um, a service that I'm in the process of developing that, that I actually want to test out with yeah. different orgs and see what would happen. Mm. Mm. I like that. There's a management consultant part of me that can just see all the different clashes within an organization in terms of, the time and how work is done and and you know it's very it's very easy nowadays to say oh well, we need this this and this done that'll just be two people we'll do that yeah well actually doing it might mean one person's required for two or three days and then five people are required yeah 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 and i think often um from like a oh my god i just used a deloitte term human capital um yeah like atrocious i know i just i have a corporate terminology word (laughs) anyway um but like everyone's body clocks are different yeah our body's time is different so some people are morning people Mm. some people are night owl there's often like we have a spike in energy our bodies go over time so okay if we know that then like if if we want to get peak insight from our humans Mm. What time of the day do we get it? Yeah, like we don't do a big do big a big meeting yeah. about huge decisions about our company at four thirty because yeah. we're all going to be freaking tired. Yeah, 
So like, and then, you know, and then that's going to cause problems, you know. Wow! Shuffle back twenty podcasts ago, yeah, and I had a lady called Lucy talking about harnessing the power of the female period and how the cyclical nature of that. Exactly, exactly, and that. Yeah, we everyone has a a body clock, a, a, a cyclic thing of some kind, yeah. you know, um, and so like, oh, I often think, and that's. Would you put that in the Kronos category? Yeah, like a Kronos and Kairos clash, yeah. or like a, well, that's a yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a clash of times in some way. Yes, you know, and that clash of times is affecting something. Yes, like just just the evidence is there. You yeah, know? Um, and yeah, just what potential, what alignment is waiting to be made that can unlock things yeah just through looking at time trying to, instead of trying to force times together you know work with time yeah and we'll, we'll work. work with time that's more aligned with our natural cycles and you know this whole movement around like working less four days I mean, mm. lots of different formations of it I think New Zealand did a did a thing about people working four days or yeah. come, anyway but how like having less time um, resulted in better outcome because you. I, don't, I wish I knew. I wish I knew some of these stats. But like, I think at least a day of the week you're not operating at your yeah. full capacity. Like, you, you're not firing anyway. And I think a lot of people probably there's a you could just wipe a day off of yeah. of not, not, yeah, not working really that well. Yeah. And there's also, there's actually a very scary, I had a very, okay, for me, I had a very scary realization several years ago when um, sort of my mainstream consultancy career came to an end when I was made redundant and I had three months of not working. And then I went through almost like this little existential crisis where it's all of a sudden it's like, okay, so it's Monday morning, what am I going to do? I don't want to start cracking a beer. My daughter's at school, I can't play with her. My friends are at work. Um, okay, I, well, I don't know what to do. And then it was, well, what do you normally do? Go to work. Wow, it takes up a lot of time, doesn't it? Oh, and I don't even enjoy it. And that was the gateway to like oh. a three to five day existential crisis where I realized, you know, and it, and it, what I'm about to say is so obvious to hear, but so painful when you realize it, which is by and large jobs, you are selling your time as opposed to doing something creative, something that's aligned, that generates income or whatever. But, you know, it's very easy to almost, and I did it, abdicate any choice and just go, oh yeah, well, I'll just get a job. And then I abdicated even further by saying, oh, I'll be a business consultant, which means I don't actually have to choose, I'll just choose what turns up. And all that time I've been trading my time. Now. I had trained my time for a whole stack of learnings. So again, it's me looking at the seeds that have been placed there. Yes, yes, yes. But I guess there's a point in time where it became my time to have that realization when I realized, oh my God, I really, I'm trading my life away. And am I enjoying, no. And that's scary. Yeah. Sometimes connecting with the brutal truth about our past is liberating, you know, so. It's, it's funny we get paid for a certain amount of hours 
but we need to sleep and we need to recover from those hours. So technically we're still kind of working when we're not working. Yeah. To like, yeah. Cause we can't not sleep, you know? Yeah. So yeah, mm. it really is full time. Of... It's full time. Yeah. 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 So there we go. So I guess on a systemic level, or a state level, what do you think? What do you think Western Australia would be like if, say, just arbitrarily, everyone became five to ten percent more time literate? Hmm. Great. Great. Um. I mean, maybe we'd, ha- maybe we'd be able to choose, like our micro moments of time, more, like better so rather than sit on my phone for 30 minutes and play candy crush you know if i know that like my time is really potent and it has lots of potential rather than something that's gonna be wasted or not wasted like that could mean i go outside for 30 minutes or that could mean like i sit with my kids for 30 minutes you know i just feel like that little bit of layering yeah would help everyday people make tiny little decisions about time they don't have to do no massive thing yeah like people are already inundated with like lots of practices you know and things um and but i think just yeah just how time site could just create just that you know one action a day that would allow them to to create time health time health yeah time health yeah that's a great that's a great phrase time house is another i've really got a map all this out you do i'm at this stage of my whole journey with this i guess it's maybe i should set this at the start but i've been at this for about four and a half years um and i'm in this for the long haul right so this gives it just gives me a whole nother orientation yeah. i'm a bit more patient and a bit more patient of like not being fully understood with this stuff yeah um but i just spent like this year working on this documentary and it kind of sort of fell through um so like my heart isn't in it fully as it once was. Yes. So I'm kind of sitting with this place of just letting it be and seeing how I can connect back with it again. Um, why did I? Holy shit! Why did I say that? Because we talked about time health. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Um, might I suggest the first step might be just updating a web page yeah. and just saying this is the time lexicon. Yeah. 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 Yeah, quite simple. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'll do that. Good, good, there you go. good advice. I'd like to share the yeah. value. So um, here's a great question. So where, where, do you see, where, where do you see Eddie over the next three to five years with this? Ooh, good question. Um, yeah, my, my big dream would, and I've called this many names, but um, I call it the Time Atlas Project. And I would like to, sometime in the next five years, ideally even sooner in the next year or two, is like do a, a kind of global investigation of all the different types of time mm. in the world. Almost like a, and, I, and I've also called it collecting 10,000 times. So documenting like t- t- 10,000 artifacts of time. So this could be an artifact. Yeah. Like in, collecting 10,000 over the next 
five years yeah that can become like an artifact to contribute to the commons so that's and and go around the world and kind of yeah document yeah. that so that's something i would like to do in the next what, five what years what would that give you uh it would allow me to connect i guess connect with time on a, like a human planetary level yeah. and see the patterns of time mm. in more richly and and um and also too and i guess another thing i like to do in the five years is start nurturing this movement and communities around time i think i've kind of i've done that yeah in certain realms but like i i sort of would like to start documenting things so that i can like make it less about me and more about, yeah you know um but i've had to use sometimes yeah. you have to use your yourself as, as the, the the tool or the medium but yeah i would like to um yeah um create more scaffolding i guess for, yeah. for others to learn about time and do it in their own way yes yeah, yeah. awesome yeah. what have you learned about yourself on this journey um with time good question um I don't know. Uh, maybe uh, and I don't want to sound arrogant or anything, but I'm wiser than I think I am. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I don't give myself enough credit. But, yeah. But looking at time, it's like, oh wow, you know, holy shit. Sometimes I'll just say things when, wow, where did that come from? Like mm. it's from a deep part of the psyche, you know. And sometimes yeah. I think when you start a journey you like it unlocks stuff that was already there but that journey was the only way to unlock it so yeah. that's what i think i've yeah yeah learned and have you become clearer on your purpose here in life through yeah, that? i'm getting closer i'm getting closer. getting closer yeah i'm getting closer i think that's yeah. a never-ending journey um but um i'm much i think the purpose is to walk the path Yes. You know, so I feel like I'm on purpose. And yeah. Um, yeah, connecting with that legacy deathbed perspective, like one thing that's um, grounded me is that when I die, this stuff, it won't really matter. What will really matter is who loved me and who I loved. Yes. And what, what laid you yeah. know, in my heart as a result of all that. So if that's the ultimate ROI on life, yes. then this stuff is fun, but it's just play. And if it doesn't yeah. work out and everything fails, well, who cares? Like, yeah. I was loved. I loved. I got to love others. It's yeah. all good. So that, that keeps me grounded. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so this is quite, you know, this stuff can be quite heady and what have you. What yeah. do you do to keep yourself grounded? Meditate. Meditate. Uh, go for long walks those are my two oh, and yeah. and friends friends especially old 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 friends where yeah. um you know it could just be idiots and there's no need to be deep or just like just hang yeah. out drink beers like i think yeah. sometimes i can be a bit too yeah heady which is fine i like that but um yeah i think def definitely connecting with my friends keeps me grounded yeah yeah um, th this is a this is a question I ask all my guests, but yeah. it's, it's very time orientated. Yeah. If you could go back and give Eddie a piece of advice at, at the start of this time journey, what would it be? 
Um, maybe, maybe a few things. Maybe be a little bit more tactic, tactical, <laughs> yeah. smart. Um, it's one thing to be emergent, and maybe you got a bit too romantic about how this. And if I, maybe if I knew that, I would have been able to hold the tension of it. Um, but I'd also want to say, just be patient. Like, yeah. This is the long game. Like it's it's hard, yeah. but it it will pay off. Yeah. So just just all these great thinkers were misunderstood for a long time. Yeah. So just sit with that. Sit with that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. And um, what piece of advice would you give somebody who's out there thinking? Not necessarily they want to dive into studying time, but they have like a a big what on the surface might seem like an abstract concept but is actually more one of those fundamental concepts so it's one of these bigger ones and they and and they want to go and explore it more what sort of advice would you give that person i think start a journal right start a journal get a big journal and just like i often just write questions i don't write answers yeah i'll just write endless questions and then i'll just close the book going with my life and the the mind and the brain is this amazing sense-making machine. Yeah. So just start doing that, and it will start unlocking your sensoria, like what you're sensing. Just yeah. start there. But I think pen and paper, journaling, that's the best place to start. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. And finally, if there's one little piece of nugget that you could upload into the collective consciousness Ooh. for us all to share, for all, all to just get. About time or life? you want. Um... This is the beginning of the beginning. Humanity is just getting started. Excellent. Yeah. And it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. Thanks. I think, um, yeah, the more this conversation evolved and unfolded, the more I could just, I mean, you, you probably heard in, in, in the stories I was bringing up, you just understand just how much of a fundamental and I, I and and I'm um, I'm 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 interested in how we can get more people to look at fundamental things and have yes. deep inquiries about fundamentals, like space, you know, ideas like these. We call it abstract, but the abstract is the the top of an iceberg of like all these things. Yes, you know, and what would it look like if we had different people dialoguing? On about other fundamentals things. and like cross-pollinating that Oof. what kind of insights would we come to then wow yeah so I'll li- <laughs> yeah <That's laughs> have a think cool. about that one indeed thanks for listening audience appreciate yeah. if somebody you. wants to find you where can they find you um, uh, multiple ways um, just eddieharron uh, dot com um, if you want to learn more about my time work um I have a Twitter account called Dr. Time, um, and that's where I share a lot of my resources um, and where I talk to my global community of time nerds. So cool. follow me there, and I can um, take you along for the ride with us all. Yeah. Eddie, it's been an amazing time. <laughs> and uh, Start with a pun and finish with a pun. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I will never get sick of the time puns. Just keep Indeed. them coming. Yeah. All right. Thank all right. you. Thank you.